Welcome back, you beautiful people, to the Real Collective Podcast. I am your host, as always, Sean Tasse, your friend in real estate. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel to keep up to date with new listing videos before they come up, and share this with somebody who you think might be interested in something similar to what we're going to be talking about today. Now, today we are talking about a um, thing that you don't hear a lot of agents talking about, and that is selling privately, selling your house, um, not necessarily uh, without an agent, but selling without being on MLS. So a private sale. Uh, Sometimes people will call that a pocket listing. Uh, Sometimes it's just simply a part of a coming soon. Uh, And of course, uh, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you very much. Uh, You can also schedule an appointment with me directly in my Calendly link below. So please feel free to do that. But uh, yeah, without further ado, uh, there's no Brendan here to ask me about uh, how my day is or how I'm feeling or what's going on. But uh, as I typically say, the sun is out and I'm feeling good. So uh, we'll jump right into it here, maybe keep this one a little bit uh, shorter without any witty banter. Uh, So just talking a little bit about what it means to sell your house privately, um, sometimes you will and sometimes you won't have a real estate agent. Uh, In the cases where you don't have a real estate agent, it could be the case that a real estate agent is coming to you and knocking on your door and saying, hey, I've got a buyer for your house, the old uh, door knocking script that uh, some agents might use. that might or might not be true. But in the case that it is true, and they do have a buyer for your house, they might be showing up and saying, hey, I've got someone who'd like to buy your house. Can I please buy your house? Can we bring you an offer for it? In that case, you will not be represented as a client. You will simply be a homeowner uh, without representation. Now, at that point, as a homeowner, you can go and try and get representation. You can uh, have someone come to uh, you know, help you out. And, and give you that representation if you do have a relationship with, with a real estate agent, or uh, you can simply ask the agent who's bringing the offer to treat you as a, uh, you know, either as a client or as a customer. All of these are, are, are different sort of nuances that might be allowed, but that would definitely be one instance of you as a homeowner selling your house privately if you just have the perfect buyer shows up and walks in and says, hey, I'd like to buy your house, and I think what we're giving you here is a fair offer. Here you are. There might be some pitfalls, there might be some drawbacks, it might not be something that you're comfortable uh, doing if you're selling your house privately. Uh, There might be other people involved in the decision-making process and might not be too keen on that. Uh, Another thing to consider is uh, if you are, you know, if if you do want to sell your house privately, it could be because um, maybe you don't want to get it ready for showings. Maybe you don't want to clean it. Maybe you don't want a bunch of people traipsing through your house and you'd rather simply sell your house, you know, uh, um, as it is uh, to to somebody without going through the process of staging and decluttering photos, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, as real estate agents, what we advise our clients is the more um, exposure you get for your home, the higher your sell price is going to be. Uh, and I, I believe that to be true. Now, if you're just selling it privately, you're not getting all of the exposure that you would typically get on the MLS. However, the most important thing for you as a, as a, as a seller, as a consumer, might not be to get the highest dollar figure. There might be some other thing. It might be a question of, 
my privacy is more important than the top dollar for the sale of my house. Uh, and that's absolutely the case with some people. And it's the reason why some realtors were pushing uh, for, you know, for things to remain the way that they are. Uh, there is a, a, a law change coming down the pipe that will uh, take place next year, where essentially, um, if you are going to be advertising a house to the general public, you must make that house available uh, for everybody uh, for showings within 72 hours of any marketing advertising going up on that property. For example, if there's a sign in the front lawn, that house needs to be ready for the general public to show within 72 hours. Um, there are still going to be people who want to sell their house privately, uh, who don't want it to go onto the open market for whatever reason. You know, maybe they have uh, tenants in place and the tenants, um, you know, Aren't, aren't willing to you know be a party to the sale or maybe there's something else that's going on between the landlord and tenant maybe there's a, a seller who is in a, uh, a a fragile or a sensitive position you know maybe there's someone who doesn't want um, you know people knowing that they're selling their house doesn't want people in their space doesn't want particular people in their space there's so many different reasons why someone might want to sell their house privately and it's very important to for us as, as agents to be able to provide that service to our clients. Um, so we've, we've, we've linked up just recently with a, a company called Noct. Uh, you might see an old video uh, that we did when we interviewed Derek, when we started to investigate further what that means and how it would work. Uh, it allows us to continue to market listings privately, but it also gives the benefit of when we're working with a buyer clients that we can search uh, for properties that aren't yet on MLS and it gives, sometimes it gives our buyers a leg up. Apparently a quarter of the properties are shared in the off market before they go online. So if you're interested in either buying or selling and you'd like to sort of unlock a, a, a cheat code or, or unlock a, another layer or, or things that you might be able to not find anywhere else, even with your House Sigma app or anything like that, um, reach out and we can help uh, set you up uh, with that. The other um, reason that some folks might want to sell their house privately is because sometimes you can do it a lot faster. Uh, it takes time to prepare your house to go through the process to declutter, to stage, to paint, do repairs, etc. Um, and if you're selling it privately, sometimes you're selling it without going to market. And in those cases, people come and see your house the way that it is, and they might be willing to buy it. Again, chances are selling privately, you will ultimately uh, sell for lower than if you were to go on the open market but maybe it's going to take you three months to get your house ready and the market's really hot right now and by the time three months rolls around it's the middle of winter where the market is a lot slower so you know you have to sort of factor everything in a lot of what our process involves is we will market our properties exclusively uh, you know with the opportunity of selling it privately as you're going through and preparing your house for the open market uh, you know and so it saves you having to ha having to not have to, to prep so there are some benefits to the consumer of selling your house privately um, because not everybody uh, is all about getting the top dollar and I think a lot of agents sort of get their their head stuck on this idea that it's it's up to us to to do the best for our clients which it is a lot of times we get stuck on the idea that 
the best is the most. Uh, and for some clients, it's not. Um, there's a few other systems that we're using. I'll, I'll talk about those in the second half after we do a break um, that, that are helping our clients sell their house privately. And then I'll give you guys a couple stories uh, in the second half about um, houses that we have sold privately and how that has benefited uh, the consumer. So a few different examples. Uh, so yeah, short episode today and that's okay. Uh, stick around for the second half to see the, the fun stuff. Um, and if there's anything that I'm missing or something you think I should be talking about, drop it down in the comments and I'm happy to uh, to respond. If you have some, uh, some angry comments, uh, feel free to drop those in the comments too. I will respond uh, after crying. Uh, <laughs> you can always uh, download us on Apple Music and Spotify. You can book an appointment with, uh, with me in the Calendly link below. You can also uh, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and share this with someone who you think might be considering selling their house but might not want to go the traditional way. So we'll see you on the flip side. This episode of the Real Collective podcast is brought to you by Real Collective. Real Collective brings together best-in-class real estate agents and collective experts in the field to deliver the best possible service to our clients. We govern ourselves with honesty, open-mindedness, and compassion. With diverse skill sets, our agents are able to better serve a wide array of clients, including first-time buyers, first-time sellers, transferees, estate sales, investors, and rural, vacation, and luxury properties. Authenticity and transparency are pillars of our process, which allows us to put our clients at the center of everything we do. Our years of experience and knowledge allow us to deliver prestigious service and optimal results. If you are interested in buying or selling your home, contact us today at realcollective.ca. Welcome back, you beautiful people to the second half of the Real Collective podcast. I hope you enjoyed the beautiful advertisement uh, that we just had a chance to see. Thankfully, it wasn't my voice talking continually. Um, so in the first half, we talked a little bit about selling your house privately. If you are a seller and, you know, the differences of what that is. I've got a couple of different examples uh, to, to break down uh, and some other neat things that you might not know about. Um, as always, if you're liking what you're seeing, feel free to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel and share this with somebody who you think might be interested in what we're talking about today. You can um, book an appointment with me directly in the Calendly link below. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you very much. And so just jumping right into it, we this thing, the whole thing that kind of prompted this episode is we just sold a property uh, off market um, for the second time uh, because we had sold it earlier this year in the spring market when you know everything was jumping we had multiple offers it pushed the price up even further and um the clients who were supposed to close on that property didn't close on that property and that was maybe about uh, three weeks ago so we went through and you know you might have seen the listing video for it we took a video for it this time we had everything in in motion uh, to go onto the market uh, actually earlier this week and um the day before we went on, we had an we had an offer for the property, and it was, again, more of a coming soon property than a, than an exclusive one, um, because the house at that point was ready. It was vacant. It was cleared out. They had moved all of their stuff out because they were moving. It was going to be a property that was closed, uh, and so we sold it for the second time again off market. And the client said to me, 
how did you pull that rabbit out of your hat twice? The fact that, you know, uh, before we put it on market, we had multiple offers on it. We had three showings and two offers. And then again, before we went to market with this, you know, a, a conditional sale that lasted, you know, the conditions were fulfilled within, I think, 70, not even like 36 hours. It was very, very fast. The, the, the turnaround on it wasn't even 48. Um, so, you know, the clients were overwhelmed that they didn't have to go to the open market. They were, uh, you know, happy about the results the first time, obviously unhappy that it didn't close. Um, uh, these things obviously are out of our control, but very happy that we, we were able to turn around and resell it as quickly as we did, because obviously they were expecting to have that sale closed and the, and the money from it. So, um, now the closing has been pushed back. Obviously, it was supposed to close in early August. It will be closing in early September. There's costs associated with that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's done. They don't have to worry about it, stress about it anymore. And, you know, we had the conversation. I said, here's, you know, here's the offer that you got. There's a chance that if we go to market, you might get more. Would you like to, would you like to do that? And sort of the thought at that point was, look, a, a, a saying a, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Uh, so you know, we, we, we went with what we had and what we were certain of. Um, the other uh, experience that I've had recently uh, was going around the neighborhood that I live in and knocking on some client stores and sort of saying, hey, I've got some folks, uh, sorry, not client stores, homeowners doors. I've got some clients, I've got some folks who are actively looking and shopping for a property. Would you consider selling your house, uh, you know, if it was a suitable or the right home uh, for you? And, uh, you know, some conversations have happened and there's been a few sort of houses that have come onto the market. Um, there was one specifically on my street uh, that just listed uh, recently and I think it's currently sitting with a, with a conditional sale. And, you know, I dropped a letter in those folks' mailbox and uh, they ended up listing it with another agent and that's okay, I'm, I'm, doesn't, doesn't matter to me. Um, that's not true. I would have loved to list that house. <laughs> uh, but when they listed the property, I believe they listed it too high. And the problem was it didn't sell and it sat and it sat. And they listed it sort of at the end of spring, which would have been a great market had they got the original listing price uh, proper. Now, you know, towards sort of the, the middle to end of summer, they have a conditional sale, but it's not as high as I believe it would have been had they listed it earlier on, or had they simply called me and say, hey, you've got someone who'd like to buy my house. Maybe there's an opportunity here um, for me to help them sell their house and to not have to charge the entire full commission. So it's the other benefit, of course, of selling privately that I've sort of skirted around this entire time is that if you do sell privately, there is a chance that you won't have to pay the full amount. And the reason is we don't have to do the marketing, the prep work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, Maybe you do have to pay the full amount because there is marketing and prep work that goes into it. Maybe we're using a system like Noct to, to, to advertise and to promote your, your property before it goes to market or while we're preparing it to go to market. Um, you know, but in the case where someone, well, me for this example, has a buyer for your house, you know, I, I don't have to go in and charge the full fee. Um, I'm, I'm happy to do it for a little bit less and I'm, believe I'm an ethical enough person that, uh, you know, I'm not going to go in and, and, and low ball or, you know, be unrealistic um, with the purchase price of, of the property. So, you know, 
there are certainly some benefits to selling privately. There's also some risks. Uh, you know, there's some there's some drawbacks that you don't. You know, you, you might be leaving some money on the table, but then you might be saving some money as well uh, in terms of uh, fees. And of course, this doesn't take into account when you know the buyer and the seller already know each other and they're transferring the title of the property, or if um, you know. Uh, parents want to transfer property to their children that's not the same sort of thing as this where you've got uh, you know a buyer and a seller who don't know each other uh, before you know some some real estate agent gets stuck in the middle um, the other thing that we can do uh, if you are a consumer or somebody who owns a property and you just don't want to put it on the market we work with uh, a few companies in town here, and what they do is they do what's called wholesaling a property. So they'll buy your house uh, the way that it is. You might have seen these signs around or got the letters in your mailbox. Hey, we'll buy, we'll buy your house. Uh, and for some people, that's a great scenario. It's a great solution where they don't have to worry about repairing, preparing, decluttering. Uh, you know, and a lot of the times there are houses with more stuff in them than you would typically see. And then there's some feelings that come along with that, right? Uh, the homeowner feels like, oh, I don't want anybody in my house because maybe it's a hoarding situation or maybe it's just an over clutter situation or whatever the case might be. Um, for some consumers, for some, you know, people, it might just be easiest for someone to come through and say, hey, here you go. Here's what I believe fair market value would be for your property if it was empty, you know, cleaned up and painted. And uh, here's the offer that we're going to give you. And it's that number less, I don't know, 10%, right? Um, so if it's a $700,000 house, they'll come along and say, hey, you know what? Sure, we'll take that house from you. We'll buy it for $630. And they make money on reselling that house for $650. They make money on the margin, and that's the job and the role of a wholesaler. They are different from a real estate agent. There are absolutely uh, some good and some ethical ones out there that we work with. Uh, and I know that a lot of real estate agents will say, oh, these people are crooks and they're slimy and et cetera, et cetera. Again, because we're coming as agents from a place of the most important thing for everybody is to get as much money as they can for the property. And that is the case with most consumers, but for some, it isn't. And in those, you know, very few and rare cases, I'd say it's less than, you know, 5% of people who the most important thing for them is not getting the most amount of money. It's the privacy, it's the ease of the situation, whatever, selling off market might make a lot of sense. And, you know, there's different scenarios, there's different reasons where, where, where it might. Um, and, you know, it's, it's possible to do it in, in, a, in a good, ethical and wholesome ways so that everybody is being treated uh, fairly and being treated openly and honestly and respectfully. Um, so yeah, I think that's a pretty good place to wrap it up. Thanks for bearing with me on this solo uh, podcast journey. Uh, happy to chat with you. And um, yeah, of course, uh, thanks for that. Thanks for that. Like that. Uh, hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Download on all of the different things. Share this with some friends. Uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. You can schedule a direct appointment with me or anybody on the team through my calendar link below. Uh, and until next time, keep it real, collective. Mm -hmm.